Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. And greetings, viewers and listeners. Meet Hug Jim here with the Wrestle Horror Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to revisit a talk with Tom Williams of War Wrestling. And joining us, as always, of course, is Donnie Hoover. Hey, everybody. Our play-by-play man, Mr. John Orlando. Hello, how is everybody doing this evening? And the guest of the of the hour, Mr. Tom Williams with War Wrestling. Tom, how are you today? I am fantastic. How about you guys? Uh, couldn't Good. be better. It's been a it's been a day. Let's just it's one, I'll say it's one day closer to being Friday, right? That, that <laughs> yeah. is for sure. Exactly. And now I understand that uh, we're going to talk about sponsorships with promoters and things like that, as as Donnie was mentioning. So, Tom. Uh, you are a great speaker, so I'm going to turn it over to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, go, I'll go ahead. Was you going to say something, Donnie? Oh no, I was just going to. I was just going to mention that uh, we feel that this is an important topic, or I feel this is an important topic that we wanted to uh, cover because, uh, as we had discussed earlier in previous talks, sponsorship is a major uh, player when it comes to promoting wrestling events, and uh, a sponsorship can make a make an event or break an event. You know, no matter how you look at it. So uh, we and, and they're they're not easy to do. I mean, I struggle with them myself. So I just wanted to bring you on because I know you guys do very well with the sponsorship uh, side of things. And uh, so we were just kind of wanting you to come on so we could pick your brain. Maybe some people out there could learn a little something and, and try to help them out with the sponsorship side of it. Yeah, I'll agree with you 100%, Donnie, on the sponsorship stuff. Um, you know, it took us a very, very long time. Um, to get people to realize that there's value in what, what we're bringing to them. Um, a lot of the places, uh, a lot of places around here, um, you know, they'll sponsor, you know, one or two shows and this, that, and the other, you know, uh, like if we do a show that's catered to the veterans, you know, we may get uh, somebody that is a veteran that owns a business and he wants to throw some money towards it or whatever. Um, but the, for the most part, you know, the way I look at it is, is my, my, my philosophy may be a little bit different than others. Um, a lot of promoters and promotions, they want to uh, try to go after the big fish. And what I mean by that is, is they want to go to that one big car lot who, you know, uh, does $20,000 a month worth of advertising and they're going to ask them five th- for $5,000 for one show. And uh, I'm a little bit different. I would much rather go to, say, 10, 15 mom and pop places and get $100 a piece from them because that, it's easier for those businesses to come up with $100 instead of $500, $1,000, whatever. And you also get 15 businesses whose customers are seeing the advertising, who are seeing their logo, who are uh, word of mouth and that sort of thing. So, you know, that's the big thing from us, you know. And I also will say this, um, some bar uh, sponsorships is actually in trade and it's not necessarily the monetary part um one of my big ones or whatever is, is we have a local pizza place here who uh you know we put pizza box flyers on their pizzas uh you know uh, and that sort of thing um and i give her uh radio and tv and you know whatever other forms uh, that their names on the back of tickets and stuff like that but in exchange instead of money she actually gives us 16 14 inch pizzas every single show we do and we sell those for you know two dollars and fifty cents a slice so you know at the end of the day you know those 16 pizzas at two dollars and fifty cents a slice you're making about 350 bucks off of that pizza you know and that's 100 percent profit and um, a lot of people don't understand that you know it's little small things like that um we've actually had a drive-through before um 
donate us all the soda and water and Gatorade and all that for one of the shows in exchange for advertising, you know? So it's not, not always the monetary part that people, um, you know, need or want, um, you know, out of it. So that's the big thing for me, you know? I mean, I got a record store, you know, he, he sponsors a couple shows here and there, but the cool thing about him is, is if I need, you know, an obscure song that one of the guys used for entrance music, hey, I go to him like, hey, can you hook me up with this song or whatever, you know? And 99.99% of the time, he has that song, you know, or he knows how to get it. So, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing for me, you know? Um, you know, I think we average about, I want to say, anywhere between 750 to to $1,000 for the sponsors every show. And that doesn't include you know, the trade stuff. And, uh, you know, like, I'll give you a good example. One of my buddies is a caterer and he owns, uh, he does meal prep and stuff like that. Um, he's catered show, he's catered food for all the guys. And to me, that still saves me money at the end of the day, you know? So that's the thing you got to think about. It ain't necessarily always the financial part, the money aspect that can help you now and or down the road because all these small businesses, we're all looking for connections to branch out and to help each other. And, you know, if I say, hey, I got my most finest food company on board as a sponsor, hey, go look for, uh, you know, if you see him online, check out his business or whatever, and then they start ordering food from him and this, that, and the other, then it's a win-win situation for everybody involved. Tom, I'm going to ask real quick, because, I mean, I've seen it with my own two eyes, that uh, a lot of times sponsorships, I feel, are a two-way street between both you, the promoter, and the local business. And I've seen many, many times that that responsibility of the sponsors themselves kind of fall by the wayside. Have you had that experience where you have a, a business that says, yeah, I'm going to give you the, you know, the 200 bucks you asked. All you're asking me to do is hand out flyers or whatever, and they don't do it. Because, I mean, I think, yeah. that, I think that, there, that, that that has plagued indie wrestling for a very, very long time. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, I mean it's, it's, it's all one big business cycle. And I will say this um, a majority, I would say 90, 95% of the people that I deal with on a sponsorship basis know me personally, you know, oh, okay. Um, okay. you know, they know me personally or they know someone that knows somebody type thing. And we're all, you know, mutually connected. Um, I always use this as an analogy and I'm sure if you, any of you guys have ever been a, in a sales, sales world job, it's hard to go into a place on a cold call. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, where you're walking in and you're saying, Hey, this is what I have to offer you. Can you throw some money at me? You know what I mean? That ha- that's very, very rare. I mean, um, unless you find um, that manager or owner of a business that is a diehard wrestling fan, most of the time you're going to get told no. That's just a cold hard fact because, you know, they don't look at wrestling as um, that can help them. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is, is you know, John and, and Donnie know this or whatever, you know, most wrestling shows in the area um, in the last 10, 15 years, you're happy to get 200 people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where, you know, so are you really, really, really touching, you know, are you spending that money wisely? If you go to, you know, if you go to a business, you're saying, Hey, we draw 200 people, whatever, can you give me $200? Most of the time they're not going to do that. You know, especially on a cold call. That's what I call a cold call is if you walk into a business and you don't know them, they don't know you, and you're like, hey, I'm doing this, blah, 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 blah. Most of the time they're going to be like, hey, I'd much rather spend that $200 on a radio spot, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, most of my connections are personal, um, you know, or, or they just know that uh, what we've done over the years, you know, if we say we're going to do something, we do it. Um, you know, we're very, very fortunate 
you know, like we've done some sold shows and, and went to charity and that sort of thing. And, you know, um, you and I, you and you, Donnie and John and, and know this for a fact, you know, wrestling has a very, 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 very bad rep. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, a lot of these guys will just take the money and run and they don't never get what's promised to them, you know? And that's another thing too, that I do when I, whenever I do anything with a, a new business, um, it's not a handshake agreement. It's a legit contract. And it says, Hey, we're going to deliver this, this, and this, and you're going to give me this, this, and this. And that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta protect yourself and you also gotta protect um, the business, you know, that you're doing work for, you know, another thing that I don't try to do is I don't try to have say two pizza places as a sponsor, because to me, I want that sponsor to feel that, you know, they got exclusivity or whatever, and that I'm going to give them 110% every single time that they give me money or, you know, give me pizzas or whatever that, you know, I'm not going to pit the, the one uh, pizza place against the other pizza place. You know, so that's, you know, it's a big, it's a big, huge thing, but you're absolutely right, John, as far as like, uh, you know, um, you got definitely go above and beyond and you mm -hmm. definitely got to sell yourself that, you know, you're going to reach the masses. Um, I will say one of the big advantages now I say in the past uh, eight to 10 years is social media. And uh, the reason why I say that is, is, you know, we, we, we tag, you know, some of the local businesses that we do on our business page and, you know, we got, you know, 6,000 followers, this, that, and the other, um, you know, and if you tag them or share that poster or whatever, then, you know, their friends are seeing it and this, that, and the other, you know, um, so that's one, that is one aspect that's really, really good. Um, you know, like with us, you know, we put their names on tickets and posters and programs and, you know, whatever we do to, to promote our show, their name and or logo goes on everything that we do, regardless if they give me, you know, 50 bucks or 500 you know, um, you know, we go above and beyond for them 100% every single time. Yeah, but and I think the, the thing, too, that I, that I was, you know, hitting on is I, I can remember, you know, in my, in my tenure, tenure uh, specifically with OCW, you go to a business and that business says, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, we'll give you money and we'll do this. You know, like, for an example, we'll hand out flyers, but then you know when you go back in, that stack of flyers is still this big. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah frustrating you've run into that i'm sure you know yeah. Donnie, you yeah. know what i'm talking about it's happened quite a number numerous times you know mm -hmm. that the sponsor has to understand that there's there's a relationship there that hey you know if they're handing out these flyers um those people that are coming to the show they're seeing their name they're getting more mentions and i think sometimes sponsors don't think that way they think it's like oh you give me these flyers i'll hand them out well you know what if i forget no big deal well, well it's a big well, I think, I think in that case, and I'll be totally honest with you, that's where it comes into the case of if the people know you on a personal level. Right. Sure. You know, because they know that, you know, that, you know, uh, on a personal level, you know them, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, uh, in, cer in certain cases, I will say this, you know, a couple hundred dollars may not be that much to a, to a sponsor or whatever, but to us, $200 is, you know, a few guys pay payroll for the night or half the building or whatever it ends up being, you know? So I think that's the big thing with us is, you know, like I said, uh, it's taken us a very, very long time. And I, and I will tell this, and I know Donnie said, you know, that's one of his uh, downfalls. Still to me, 17 years later, you know, I still struggle with it because it's pro wrestling is such a hard sell. You know, it's such a hard sell. Um, you know, I think the one advantage that we have um, is, is they know that we do a lot of, uh, 
pro bono work or charity work in the in the community and so they know you know um that you know that couple hundred dollars may help us you know uh, donate more tickets to the local food pantry or donate money to the food pantry or whatever you know whatever it ends up being um so you know to me to me it's a double-edged sword you know we do a lot of charity work but you also need to make money to continually run to give to do the charity work <laughs> so you know it's, it's a double-edged sword it truly is you know but you know, that's the one thing that's good about us is, is you know, um, I, I will say in this area where we run, you know, the people consider us a brand and they know that we're going to go above and beyond. And they know that, you know, if we, you know, say, hey, we're going to put your name on the poster and put your name on, uh, you know, in the programs or whatever, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't not do that. We do it. Um, actually, it's pretty funny. I just ate at a restaurant last night. And uh, the owner is kind of struggling a little bit. You know, he's a personal friend or whatever. Um, I've, I've known him through. He went to Lima Senior, the same schools as me. And uh, I went in there and ate just to, you know, shoot the shit with him and this, that, and the other. And he looked at the back of the ticket. And he said, what the hell? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, why'd you put my business on the back of that? I said, dude, it ain't about you physically giving me money. It's about you succeeding and helping me, not this year, but five years from now. You know what I mean? What's it hurt me to put his name on the back of a ticket or whatever and to advertise his business or whatever if, you know, 10 of our wrestling fans go to his business? That's 10 people that didn't know about that business that now are going to frequent it, you know? So that's the big thing, you know I mean? It ain't always, like I said, go back to the, it ain't always about the money aspect or whatever. But you're absolutely right, John. I mean, um, you just got to get the people over the mentality that it's not the you know, the carny things or whatever that you're, you know, and I tell people this all the time and I do this and I don't know if Donnie's done it or whatever, but if I give tickets to a business, I want them to come, you know, I want them to physically come and see what we're doing. You know, I tell people this all the time, seeing is believing, you know, because everyone has this different interpretation of what good wrestling is, what bad wrestling is. And you know what I'm a firm believer is, is, you know, uh, when you physically see it, and you see the fans get into it and the production value and the heart and soul that goes into something, then I think that makes it a little bit easier on that business to give you a little bit of money or willing to work with you a little bit. You know, um, I'll give you a good example. We got a uh, comic book uh, company that uh, he had did business with another company that came into town, like one of those fly by night companies or whatever. And uh, so happens his, uh, one of his employees is actually ended up being my PR girl. And the very first time I ever met him, now mind you, he doesn't watch wrestling. He knows nothing about wrestling. He's like, man, you know, I'm meeting with you because my employee says you guys are the real deal. He said, but, he said, uh, are you affiliated with, you know, XYZ? And I said, absolutely not, sir. Well, then three of his other employees came to the show and they're live tweeting it and they're showing pictures of the crowd and all that. And they're tagging him or whatever. Well, now, lo and behold, they're a ticket outlet. You know, um, because, you know, to me, comic books and pro wrestling is, is one and the same, yeah. um, you know, but he had that and he had it set in his mind that we were all the same. We were all the same, that he had been burnt previous and he wasn't going to give me no money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, so I'm like, all right, you know, here's some tickets, you know, come and see it. You know, well, it, three of his employees um, ended up coming and seeing the show and they ended up liking it and being a part of it. And like I said, the one girl now, she actually works for me as my PR girl. And, uh, you know, so, you know, if, if we wouldn't have made that connection, then they wouldn't have never came. They wouldn't have never been a, a ticket outlet. They wouldn't have never realized that, you know, the comic books and the wrestling are one and the same as far as the fan base. 
Right. So cool. if I could uh, put you on the spot here for a second, I want to yep. put you on the spot with a question and then I want to uh, tell you, a, I want to be the devil's advocate and tell you a story and then I'll let you go on a rant, which I know you will after I tell the story. But first, um, say like, for an example, you're talking about going in to people, you know, and that they don't, you know, whether they know wrestling or not. So just for an example, we've been saying pizza shops. So say that you are, you know, the owner of a pizza shop and you, and you already know that they're not into wrestling. It's just not their thing. And, uh, what would you do to walk in there and, uh, talk to them about sponsoring your show and giving you money or pizzas in exchange for putting flyers on the boxes. I mean, how do you, how would you go about approaching them to do that? Well, I think the biggest thing for me would be, you know, to sell, uh, you know, if it's family friendly or, you know, that sort of thing or whatever, um, tap into it that, you know, if they eat the pizza at the wrestling show, then, you know, there may be a chance that, you know, four out of those 10 people that get the slice of pizza are going to end up going to their shop outside of the wrestling show and buying pizza from them. You know, that's a big, that's a big, huge thing, you know, especially on, especially on food and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, everybody is fighting for the same thing if you're a small business owner. And, you know, as you, you know, as well as me, Donnie, is, is most wrestling fans have very limited disposable income. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be able to tap into that, you know, and I do know, you know, you're exactly right. You've got to be able to sell what you're giving them. Um, that it's going to be with, worth their while, you know, and that's the reason why I say go in maybe a little bit lower than what you normally would, you know, if you think you can get $250 out of the guy, um, out of somebody, you know, maybe go in and say, you know, you'll do it for 150 you know, and then once they see, you know, that it's beneficial to them, beneficial to you, they see the crowd, they see, you know, what you're doing in the community and that sort of thing, then they more, more be up, you know, they might, uh, you know, end up saying they'll give you the 250 you know, yeah. um, you definitely got to start, you know, you can't go in game, game busters and think, you know, that, you know, you're going to go and you're going to end up being, a, a, you know, get corporate Papa John's, for instance, to be a sponsor, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. You know, but yeah. you're just, it's, it's just not going to happen, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. and really, you know, and I will say this, dealing with corporate is a different beast altogether. Um, you know, we dealt with corporate up this way with Monster Energy. Um, a few years ago, we had Monster Energy drink as a, as a uh, sponsor. Um, and it was because they were affiliated with uh, Budweiser and we don't sell beer, but just to deal with them on a corporate level was just insane on every level. You know, it was just like, you know, you, you jump over this for all, you got 10 more to jump over. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. you know, so I'd much, I'd much rather just deal with the, the mom and pops, you know, the mom and pop places or whatever, you know, that, you know, that, you know, if you can get 10 of your fans to go there and buy pizza from them on a weekly basis, then that's going to help their bottom line and help your bottom line. Right. Yeah, here's an idea I just thought of as you were saying that stuff. What uh, an idea of like making a personalized coupon or a special coupon for yes. the, the wrestling fans to take there and use yes. that way that the pizza yep. shop knows that they came yep. from. We've actually, wrestling. we've actually did. We actually not not necessarily pizza, but we've actually done that with the local bowling alley, um, where uh, we put in a coupon in all of our programs and passed out stuff or whatever. And and basically what it was is is they got. Uh, I think a dollar off a game or $2 off a game for bowling or free shoe rental or whatever. That way they can physically see, Hey, they gave out, you know, 500 coupons and we got a hundred of them back, you know, Hey, that's beneficial to us, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that's a great idea. You know, um, maybe even print up a specialized uh, a flyer 
that, you know, kind of like on the bottom of the thing would be like, hey, you know, $2 off general admission or something to your show. That way, you know, that way they know, you know, type mm-hmm. thing, um, you know, or even like you said, even if they're willing to, uh, you know, give you a discount on pizzas, you know, that way they know that ain't hurting their bottom line that, hey, they can go try this pizza and it's $2 off. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Anything like that, you know, that helps everybody and, and, and gets more people to the shows, gets more people to know about their business. Um, I know a big thing for us uh, with our upcoming Queen of War is, is we're at, we actually sold, um, we're selling vendor space. And uh, we're catering this show to all, it's basically women. You know, we got a woman ring announcer, women referees, woman authority figure, you know, it's all women or whatever. And we've catered it to where we got women businesses that are going to buy vendor space and booth space and that sort of thing, whatever, because it's all about empowering the little girl. And, you know, the girls, are, the wrestlers are going to be bigger than life to these little girls, you know? So that's an angle that we take with this show, you know, and that's my PR girl. That's 100% what she did. You know, I mean, I'm not a girl, so I can't relate to that, you know, but she's like, Hey, let's, you know, and it's always good to bounce ideas off of people um, and that sort of thing. You know, I mean, I'm not a one man band as far as ideas and stuff like that, um, you know? So, yeah, I mean, we had a pizza place for years and years and years as a sponsor, uh, Regali's Pizza. But the thing was, it was a personal connection because one of my wrestlers, Dusty Dillinger, was a manager of it, you know? Right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, would, I would say, you know, start with the mom and pop places that you know, that, you know, know you on a personal level and that sort of thing. Um, but anything, you know, I, I tell anybody this, um, I'll give you a good example. Ripper Blackheart runs a... Uh, one year, one show a year in his hometown, which is Bell Center, Ohio, and we do it during Fourth of July, and it's a one hundred percent free show. Now, if you know know anything about this show and about the town, it doesn't even have a stoplight. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we took it on the chin one year, and we went and did the show, and just we're, we say we're the fireworks before the fireworks. And they loved it. You know, they loved it. They loved to be a part of it. Well, now here it is 10 years later, these businesses come and sponsor that show. They pay for 100% for that show or whatever, because, you know, it's helping them, you know, because from X amount of hour to X amount of hour, if we wasn't there, then those people aren't buying this, the elephant ears and the soda and whatever else prior or whatever. So it's, it's a win-win situation. And this year we actually got um, like $2,200 worth of sponsors. And uh, Corey's big thing is, is he don't care if it's $20, $30 or $300. It all adds up at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, and I think we had, uh, I think we had almost 30 sponsors this year for this show. And like I said, it's such a small town. It doesn't even have a stoplight, oh, you know, right. but, cool. but 10 years later, you know, we, we proved that we're an asset to the fireworks an asset to the community and that people were willing to put in money, you know, to, to make sure that, that it's there. You know, um, and I know you know this too, Donnie, you know, like you talked about the state fair and all of that. And, you know, you had to prove yourself and all that. I think that's the biggest thing, even with sponsorship, you have to prove yourself. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, you have to. There's, you know, no one's going to, you know, especially with the way the economy is, no one's just going to open up their wallet and hand you money for, for nothing. You know, I don't know one business owner that's willing to do that. Right. Well, I, I'm going to ask a quick question about that. Uh, Tom and Donnie, if you had a sponsor that was willing to give you money, but maybe they were controversial in the neighborhood, what would be your take on that? Good question. What do you mean by controversial? Like, well, I mean, I mean, or you something? Or, uh, <laughs> what did you say? I said, what do you mean? Like, they sell dildos or something? Or what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> like sex shop, um, vape stores. Well, um, I will tell you this. Well, 
I'm glad that you say that, John Orlando, because uh, we have what they call a head shop in this town. It's called the 420 Clinic, and they deal with uh, paraphernalia, water bonds, whatever you want to call it. You know, they they you know have their own spin on it to make it legal. Um, I don't deal with them at all, and I've actually been approached about doing that uh, a few years ago or whatever. Um, with the flip side of that now is, is I actually have a very good friend who owns a vape shop. Um, and it's 100% uh, legal, blah, 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 blah. But it's also affiliated with a tattoo parlor. And they just want to be mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. to be a part of what we're doing. You know, they, you know, they leave it to my discretion. You know, actually, it's pretty funny because, uh, you know, with the controversy of vaping and this, that, and the other. But here's the, here's the reality of it is, is until the government says it's illegal or whatever, you know, to me, it's just another form of smoking a cigarette without the the nicotine and all that. You know what I mean? You know, I, I guess, I mean, I guess it just depends on what your your values are. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's funny you say that because we've actually been approached by a few people um, with the girl show of doing, selling pure romance. And they asked about, <laughs> yeah, they asked, they actually asked about <laughs> setting up a booth, you know, and this, that, and the other. And my, my response was, you know what, if you can keep it discreet, you know, who is to me to tell that lady not to buy a vibrator? You know what I mean? Like, I, I you know, I can't prevent that. You know, but there, but I will say this, you know, I would definitely be hesitant about certain things. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know. What do you think, Donnie? I mean, what is your, what do you think? Because I know you, you've uh, had some sponsors with stuff. And yeah, with uh, with the, our standing with the, the people that we work with, we kind of have to be more, like, strict on that. Um, Cause I know like even pure romance and, or like lion's den or anything like that, the, you know, the Arnold and the fair, they're not going to have any of that at all. Yep. Right. And uh, I mean, even, I don't even know about vaping. Vaping would probably be a toss up. Just depends on how they feel that day. You know, even though it's not illegal, they, especially with the Arnold could be in at the kids, kids and teens expo and it's designed for kids and teens. So, I mean, I'm a little more tied. My hands are a little more tied on certain yeah. things like that. So a lot of things I have to say no on that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I mean, I like like you, I kind of agree with you. I don't see nothing wrong with the pure romance if it's discreet. I don't see nothing wrong with the vaping if it's legal, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. Not to interject, Donnie, but I mean, I mean, I just threw that out there because I think, I think that that was the first thing that popped in my head when we were talking about sponsorships. And I think at any level, people can be – offended by anything now oh yeah so oh, it doesn't yeah. matter i mean the try of a hat <laughs> yeah right i mean it, it is it is sadly how it is nowadays but you know i just was you know just kind of yeah. curious as to what the take would be you know if hey well, well here's here's a couple grand but you know you got to advertise this product which may cause you know some ramifications you know overall for you in the promotion right yeah yeah, I mean, it would it would cost me, and because uh, like I said, I'm not as well established as War is, and I don't have the solid fan base to go off of. But uh, yeah, if I did something like that, it may like hurt my chances of continuing to work with the Arnold people and continuing to work with the fair. And I don't think a grand or two grand would be worth risking that. Yeah, right. So I would. Yeah, I, I agree. I I wholeheartedly agree with that, Donnie. I mean, mm -hmm. at some point in time, you know, you have to draw a line in the sand and realize that you know, instead of that, you know, what I call short-term money. You got to be thinking long-term money. You know, um, I tell people that all the time. You know, it's like, you know, I know right now that I could go and get, you know, a couple sponsors in this area if I needed money or whatever. You know, I know I could do it, but you know, it's a short-term solution. You know, to a long-term, long-term thing. You know, I'd much rather have 
You know, I'd much rather have a $500 sponsor for 10 years instead of a $1,000 sponsor. For one, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so that, I mean, that's the thing you just, you know, and that's, a, that's a personal preference, you know, because, you know, you get some people, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I know people within the wrestling business, they'll still nickel off a dead man. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care. You know, I mean, you know, they don't care, you know, so it just depends on what you bring to the table and your morals and your values and what you want to portray, you right. know, um, you know, like with us, you know, we don't say we're family friendly, but we also don't, you know, uh, every other word out of the wrestler's mouth ain't, ain't a cuss word. You right. know, I actually went to a show uh, this past Thursday up in Toledo, Ohio, and he, he's gearing it more towards a, um, an extreme, a more adult show, mm-hmm. per se, whatever. And uh, I was very, very, very taken back that probably a third of his crowd was kids. Mm-hmm. And the very first three matches, you know, everybody, all the guys that were bad guys were coming out, flipping the fans off and telling them to suck it and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if I came to that show as my parents, you know, as a parent or whatever, that may offend me. I mean, it, we, it may, you know what I mean? Um, that's the reason why, like I said, you know, kind of getting off topic a little bit, but that's why I don't say that we're family friendly or family entertainment per se, because my interpretation of family entertainment may not be the same as someone else's. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I say there's different genres of wrestling. You know, there's there's what we do. I mean, we we you know there's a cuss word that slips every now and again, but we don't do, you know, the extreme or the nudity or the vulgarity. Yep. You know, we have to keep yep. it clean for the people we work with. But yep. there's other promotions that you know that's their specialty, and there's a fan base for it. You know, they go and they do the the nudity spots or the half spots, or you know, there's a lot of profanity and sexual innuendos, yep. and there's a fan base for it. So I mean, it's just you know, whatever the people, you know, decide they want to do there's and there's nothing wrong with them liking both parts. I mean, I would, I would like to go see a family friendly show with my grandkids, but I'd also like to go grab a beer and, and, you know, watch uh, Joey, you know, Joey Ryan do the dick flip or whatever. <laughs> no, I was getting ready to say <laughs> Joey Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so it, you could like both, you know, like all the different versions and stuff. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, as for like certain things, I mean, like, for example, we, we do work with a, a tattoo parlor. 22 caliber tattoos is one of our sponsors and uh you know and so i mean something like that you know part tattoos is legal you know sometimes some people think it's bad some people don't it's just you know what you think and their personal preference and they're actually um next year the uh at the fortress obets they're they're doing a arts festival there for two days and we're actually going to be the main the main entrance in their arts festival so as soon as you walk into the fortress you know new higher wrestling is going to be there and uh, as a, as a you know participant in that festival, and uh, you know there's going to be like tattoo shops, there's going to be a car shows, there's going to be bands. So it's not going to be there's even going to be a kids section. You know they're not going to be doing. They are going to sell alcohol. So I mean it, yeah, it's just kind of a give and take. You know you just kind of weigh it like is that too much? Is that crossing the line? Like Tom said, you got to draw a line in the sand. You know just and, and in my in our opinions, and I've even I, I ain't gonna lie, I've even asked Lee at the Arnold, you know, her opinion on it. And she didn't have a, an issue with the tattoo parlor. And, uh, well, but you gotta, right, John, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. And, you know, also you got to look at it from the aspect now of, you know, um, I know people that are doctors and lawyers that are tattooed from head to toe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not as taboo as what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know what right. I mean? It's not, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, my wife's in the medical field and she's got tattoos. You know, she's got like 10 tattoos. 
you know, mm -hmm. and three or four of them you can see every single time, every day, you know what I mean? So the taboo part of it or whatever, you know, um, I definitely agree with, you know, it's just, it's like we said, it's just, it's just finding that niche. And, uh, you know, I will tell you guys this and Donnie, Donnie knows me as a, as a person, I will sell myself to the devil, just make money. You know, um, you know, me and my company have donated $350,000 back to the local community, you know, um, over the last 17 years, you know, that money could have went to me and my family. You know, there's a bigger picture there or whatever that, you know, you, you can use something that you love as a tool. You know, that's the one good thing about Donnie and what he's doing down there in the Columbus market is, is, you know, it's being seen. And it's also he's building, uh, you know, a reputation or whatever of being involved with things that attract people from all over the world, all over the, you know, different walks of life, you know, there might be a guy sitting in the crowd at the, uh, at the state fair who, you know, he's a lawyer making $10 million a year. And right next to him was the guy that's the local garbage man. Um, you know what I mean? It does, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, that's the whole thing is, is you just, you know, you just got to do what you feel in your heart is right. You know, and you got to realize that you are, um, you know, in Donnie's case and in my case, I guess, you know, um, our wrestlers are seen as stars. And you got to, you know, if, if like in my case or whatever is, is, you know, I'm well known in the community, you know, I mean, so, you know, I know if I get, you know, caught doing something or whatever, you know, um, you know, that it's going to have a, a reflection onto the, onto the promotion, onto the company, you know, Donnie, and I don't, Donnie knows this, you know, we've, we've worked our asses off for 17 years to try to build something and I, I'm not going to do anything to allow anyone else to discredit what we're doing you know and that's just the bottom line you know so you know I, you know it'd be like it'd be like me uh getting a sponsor you know and he's giving me x amount of money x amount of money and then all of a sudden i find out that he's a child molester mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's like you know that's gonna end right there and then you know i mean it ain't gonna happen on any level mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the reasons why i kind of stay clear of doing what i call the cold case um sponsors you know, because you don't know these people, you know, at least with a sponsor that you know, you know that they may be a family man or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So in my case, that's, what, you know, why I, I kind of stick with, you know, people that know people or people that I've worked with for years and years and years. You know, I don't really do the cold case thing, um, cold call thing or whatever, just because, you know, for one, I don't want to be told no. <laughs> and for two, and for two, you know, I don't. You know, I don't know what their mindset is. You know what I mean? They may, you may walk into something and they hate wrestling. Yeah. That's you know? a very good point. You know, that you could, you could find a sponsor that says yes. And, but you, if you don't know them, then you don't know, you know, what baggage they bring with them, you know, that could hurt. Yeah. You, you don't know what their reputation is outside the community. You know, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that because uh, the guy that I was telling you guys that owns the food company that does the meal uh, prep or whatever. Um, his ex-girlfriend actually runs the strip club here and they approached me about, you know, doing that. And I absolutely told him, no, you know, I was like, I, you know, I, you know, I, I get it. It's legal, this and the other, but you know, I know, you know, if, uh, you know, people find out that, you know, uh, you know, you, I'm affiliated with the, the strip club, then people are going to be judgmental, you know, mm -hmm. um, the same, the same way with this all my wrestlers go to the local gay club after the show and it's a nice bar, nice night in the other, but I know for a fact, if I approached them and said, Hey, you guys want to be a sponsor and they wanted to be a sponsor, there'd be 10 people that would be beating down my door thinking that that's, you know, God sin, blah, 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 you know, and you just don't mm -hmm. want that, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. so 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real weird world in which we live in, guys. You guys know we see it every single day on social media and on the news or whatever. You know, everybody, you know, I tell people this all the time. And I just po posted this just uh, this morning. There's three things that I absolutely refuse to talk about on social media, and that's sports, religion, and uh, politics. Mm -hmm. Because as Amen. soon as you post about anything about any of that, you're going to have people beat down your door that's totally the opposite of the way you think and feel, mm -hmm. and they're going to be judgmental towards you, and that may cost you a fan. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, a question I have, um, and this goes out to, to Donnie and John as well, um, how prevalent or, or how much has these fly-by-night promoters that are taking the money and running, how much trouble have they caused in the industry recently? Um, recently, yeah. uh, Donnie, I, I mean, I think you, I think you're going to, I hope you agree with me on this, but I think that there has been in the Columbus area, there's been a, uh, a promoter or two that has kind of caused major havoc, uh, when it comes to running a wrestling show. Um, yep. you know, as Tom pointed out, you, you know, if you get burned business, uh, people are not willing to go, yeah, we'll give you money. Uh, exactly. especially when, when promises have been made and they haven't been fulfilled. And, and I think it makes it incredibly hard to try to, to, uh, uh, get that, uh, that stink off of you, so to speak. Um, I'm also going to throw this out there too. And I, I don't know, maybe Tom and Donnie will disagree with me. I think too, not only here in Columbus, um, well here in Columbus, I'll speak from that. Not, I don't know how it is in other parts of the state or whatnot. I think that sometimes it's tough to compete for money uh, in Columbus with wrestling when you have OSU football going on or you have the Blue Jackets playing or you have, you know, I, I think there's competition for that, for that dollar. And I think that also factors in a little bit, but rest assured, there's been some shady stuff that's gone down in the past and Columbus has caused major headaches. Right, right, Donnie? Yeah, I agree. And it, that's, this is like a perfect segue for that, uh, story i wanted to tell for tom's to go on his rant. oh i can't wait donnie <laughs> yeah, so, but it ties into like sponsorship and, and cold call and and what john pointed out um there was a time uh probably a couple years ago uh, a buddy of mine was partner partnered with me and he was here to help me uh get sponsorships and uh, he had an end with donato's so you know we got all of our ducks in a row we you know told them what we you know and this was before we had the fair in the arnold so we we were just a local you know promotion that just ran shows at kickmaster we didn't have you know the backing or support of you know bigger names than an indie and uh, so he went into not to donato's and he had three different meetings with the with the donato's and explained his case and pitched us showed us showed them our videos and our stuff what you know our quality of wrestling and after three meetings they uh, pretty much told us no because they had worked with a promoter in the past and that they gave the promoter X amount of dollars in exchange for what was promised. And they actually sent a Donato's representative to this show. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I don't want to mis misinterpret what, he's, what he told me. But there's somebody from Donato's went to the show and they had no Donato's advertising at all. They didn't promote them on social media. They didn't promote them on their advertising. They didn't promote them on during the live event. They did absolutely nothing for the Donatos, which Donatos is a major pizza brand. Yeah, that's a player. national brand. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they kind of have a bad taste in their mouth now for professional wrestling, especially in at, at Columbus Professional Wrestling, because this is where the main headquarter is. 
And uh, so that ties in like all this stuff we're talking about. You know, we went in, he, well, he kind of knew somebody, but he got all the way up to the main person, which is a cold call. Um, and like you had asked before about uh, like a sponsor not f fulfilling their agreement on the sponsorship deal, which is a role reversal here, because this, in this case, the wrestling promotion didn't fulfill the agreement. And then also, like John was just saying about it, gives professional wrestling a bad rap. And, you know, even though we're, we're a legit promotion and we do everything we can to, to do it the right way, and we would absolutely put Donato's all over the place if they did ever we decide to sponsor. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, Donnie, one of my wrestlers would be dressed up as the Domino's guy getting his ass kicked. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, and uh, so when he came back and told me that, I was just baffled. I was like, now, see, I was like, that's why – you know, Columbus wrestling is so hard to get going because of crap like that. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, this is where I'll turn it over to you and get your opinion on this. And uh, cause well, I know you're, I, you always I, I, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, I mean, uh, I, I will say this. Um, most people don't realize there's like 40 promotions that run in the state of mm -hmm. Ohio. Yeah. And, you know, you sit here and you think about it. And I'll, and I'll you know, how Donnie was going to give you a personal story. I'll give you a personal story, too, on why I – people consider me an asshole and that, that sort of thing when it comes to the business um there is a group that comes around here every couple of years or whatever and they want to do a show and it's actually one of them is my ex-business partner and uh bottom line to this is is he kind of did what what donnie just said he went out and solicited uh sponsors and got this and the other and said it was a cancer benefit and all this other stuff and when it was all said and done the charity got no money None of the wrestlers got paid and they didn't pay none of the bills from the show. And in my case, as far as a little town that I'm in, everybody knows everybody, you know, and I refuse, you know, and I, I think Donnie even know this, you know, cause I even posted something about a month or so ago because they're talking about running again, a charity show here in November. Um, I will go so far as to say, you know, we're not affiliated with that. We have nothing to do with that. And this, that, and the other. And this is what we plan on doing, uh, you know, maybe kind of do uh, a little damage control per se. Um, we'll find out what that charity they're going to do an event for uh, is. And we will we will write them a check in War Wrestling's name to make sure that that charity gets some money. Because the bottom line is, is we are all judged together. You know what I mean? The good, the bad, and the ugly is all judged together. It's all independent wrestling. Unless it says... WWE on it, we're all grouped together. People can say Impact is good, Ring of Honor is good, blah, blah, blah. 90% of people in the casual fan has no clue what independent wrestling is. Mm -hmm. They just right. don't. Yep. You know, um, but, I, you know, going go back to you, Donnie, I will tell you this. Uh, you know, when you told me you was getting the uh, state fair, um, I was excited for you because I was actually a part of the last wrestling that was there when it was Bill Barron's in them. Uh, he got hooked up and they had Abyss and Scott Steiner and all that on those shows. Um, we actually uh, rented, uh, rented the ring and stuff for him and helped him out. And I knew right from the jump once I got there that they were going to burn major bridges because, you know, we're in a 5,000-seat arena, horse arena or whatever, and there's maybe 100 people there, 200 people there. You know, and I know, you know, they were flying these guys in and paying them all this money or whatever. And here's the thing. That guy's in Georgia. What can he actually do for the local Ohio State Fair? Right. You know what I mean? You know, so, you know, it's one of those things. It took a very, very long time, you know, for them to kind of get the taste out of their mouth. And Donnie knows this for a fact. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when he went into those meetings or whatever, he was kind of stepping on eggshells a little bit, and he kind of had to take it on the chin a little bit for the first year until he proved himself. And oh, now, absolutely. you know, and now they're willing to give him the key to the city because he proved himself, you know, and that's the whole thing is, is I will tell everybody this and they can say, I'm, I'm an asshole. I'm this, I'm that. I, if I find out there's a show that's remotely in the area that I'm in, I will make a point to tell everybody that I know that we're not affiliated with that in any way, shape or form that buyer beware, you know, uh, I even, I even go so far as to say, tell the wrestlers, if you're booked on that show, Get your money up front, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, you know that's just me. To me, it's just smart business because here's the thing: when that company leaves, I'm still here. Right. You know, when that company leaves and they burn all them bridges, I'm still here. You know, so then I got to try to cross those bridges or whatever. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've I've heard stories. Um, way back in the day, you know, there was a promoter that ran up in the, I believe it was the Canton Akron area, somewhere around in that general area, and. Uh, you know, he walked out the door after the show with like $30,000. You know, wow. I mean, it's just, it's just, we have to kind of police our own selves when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer, you know, I could, you know, we all know, uh, you know, we all know who was shady, you know, God rest his soul, you know, Bull Miller in the Columbus market. We know what he was about and all that. And here's the thing that's funny. You know, people still talk about him to this day about how bad the wrestling was. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and that's and that's sad that people remember that. And it's going to be hard to get that casual fan to now come and support another show. Okay. It is. Yep. You know? uh, the, yep. the, the reason I brought up that particular subject was it was about a year ago. There was a, a promoter starting a new show over in Muncie, uh, Indiana, and I bought front row tickets for the show. Um, they were having trouble with their they were using ticket leap i think it was for their tickets but my first warning should have been that they were having they were having issues i couldn't buy the tickets through ticket leap so i reached out to the promoter and paypal'd her the money for the tickets that was my second mistake <laughs> um oh and then it's like we get these messages the show's uh, canceled they had booked uh, crazy steve and abyss and uh, some other names uh, and I never got my money back and I got, and they finally shut down their Twitter and Facebook. I could never find them again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, you know, I, like I said, for every one good solid promoter out there, there's 10 more that are just con men trying to make a quick buck. And, uh, you know, and that's sad on every level because, you know, um, like in our case, you know, like I've said before, our fans look at our guys as legitimate stars um, but, you know, going back to a couple of things that I said about policing yourself, here's another thing that, that, that people fail to realize is, is we need to police ourselves. Why should Abyss and say Crazy Steve, you mentioned them too, you know, right. why should they take it as a, as a handshake agreement or a word of mouth that, hey, we're going to be there? Because at the end of the day, if that show's canceled, you know, that also hurts the reputation of those wrestlers too, you know, sure. and, and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, um, I always try to deliver what I'm promised. Yes, it does say card subject to change at the bottom. You know what I mean? It does. There's certain circumstances that you just cannot control. But in my case or whatever, you know, um, you know, like you go back to the Muncie thing. I actually used to do a lot of work in the Muncie area um, back in the day. So I'm pretty familiar with some of the people in that general area. And probably what the case was is that someone knew that there used to be wrestling in that area. 
they decided to get two or three of their friends together and they decided that, hey, we're a lifelong wrestling fan. Let's run a show. So what they do is, is they go and they start contacting all these guys and this, that, and the other. And they magically think it's going to happen, you know, that they're just going to do a show and, and you know, 5,000 people are going to show up, you know. And it doesn't work that way. You know, independent wrestling doesn't work that way at all. I got to tell people, I could spend $10,000 on advertising and I might draw an extra 250 people. So is that really worth $10,000 invested? You know, um, so that, you know, that's the big thing you got to look at it. You know, like you said, that probably put a bad taste in your mouth because you lost money and you wasn't, you didn't get what was delivered to you, you know? And so, so think about that. So think about that even in the state of Ohio, you know, you know, like I said, there's 40 promotions that run in the state of Ohio and, you know, we're all competing for wrestling fans. We're all competing for the same areas. Like I said, I, I know, you know, of promoters that don't pay the wrestlers, you know, they've burnt every bridge to no demand. Like even when I lived in the Columbus market um, for 10 years, I actually thought about running a few shows back in the day. And every single building that I went into said, no, we don't, we're not, we don't want wrestling because uh, IWA ran here and they screwed me up. You know, I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. You know, I mean, God rest his soul. But, you know, that's why I refuse, you know, to, you know, align myself with that or make it easy on them. I'm not going to make, you know, I bust my ass. I'm not going to make it on anybody easy to come into the area that I run to make money off of my fan base and my hard work or whatever and try to piggyback off of it. I'm not going to allow it to happen. You know, I mean, there's very, very few people in this business that I would go to bat for, you know, um, and that's just the name of the game. Like, it, like I said, I went up to Toledo last Thursday. The guy's trying to make it work up there. Toledo market's a tough market. Um, and I went up there with another buddy and helped out with the ring and this, that, and the other. And I gave the guy some pointers or whatever. Because guess what? I don't want him to run just one show. I want him to run 20 shows. And that way the wrestlers all get 20 bookings and 20 paydays. And the crowd gets to see the, um, the show 20 times, you know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you, you definitely got to go above and beyond. And you definitely got to deliver what was promised to the fans from the jump. Yep. Let me ask you a question, Jim, and this will probably prove the whole point of this, this topic. Sure. Um, when you say promoter A was in Muncie, you went and got the tickets and you got screwed over like that. Mm-hmm. Say six months down the road, promoter B comes in to Muncie and starts running advertising for, for their event. Um, what's the chance that you're going to reach out and do that again and buy their tickets? Slim and none. All right. So there you so go. That's, that's our point, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's exact. That's exactly the point, you know. Uh, and actually, Donnie, I wanted to tell you this. I actually talked to the uh, the promoter from uh, the Infinity. Is that the one that's oh, come? Infinity that, Pro. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to him the other day. He reached out to me or whatever, and we actually had a private conversation. And it was pretty funny on me enlightening him on the Columbus market and all of that. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, I would dare say he's probably got a different uh, perspective on things and a different mentality going into it. And yeah. I actually told him, you know, he actually uh, is pretty funny because he actually asked me about helping them. And uh, my exact words to him was, is I'm friends with Donnie and I won't do that to him. Right. And, I appreciate that. You know, it ain't about money to me. It ain't about, you know, whatever, you know. And the thing is, as long as, you know, Columbus is a big enough market to where you guys can all coexist. Mm-hmm. but the bottom line of it is, is you're not going to go out of your way to help him if he does bad business. 
Right. You know, I yeah. tell people that all the time. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem helping anybody here in the Columbus market if they do, you know, if they do good business the right way to where it's beneficial to the wrestling, you mm-hmm. know, in general, the wrestling business. You know, but yeah, if they're uh, not doing it right and uh, stuff like that, then yeah, I'm not going to have any any interest in helping anybody. But you know, I'm always open to help whoever. You know. Yep. Absolutely. So this has been a very enlightening enlightening show um a lot of great advice for uh possibly new promoters out there or promoters that need to straighten themselves up uh and fly a little bit straighter uh any any last words uh, of advice that you can give anybody listening out there tom i think the one big thing for me is is if you you know say you're newer to, to wrestling and you want to promote a show Reach out to the people that got a longevity, you know, recent ones out to the guy, you know, time, you know, time invested into the company and time invested into professional wrestling, you know, got, and I always use the analogy, you know, that uh, st- stood the test of time, you know, um, you know, it, you know, I tell people, you know, why do, why do people shop at McDonald's? Because they got a history, they got a, you know, people know about them, you know, and the same way professional wrestling, you know, I mean, reach out to the guys that have done it, you know, um, you know, that's why, you know, even Donnie, Donnie's got more about the same time, maybe even a little bit more time in wrestling than me, but he reached out to me on the promoting side because I've been in, you know, been in the line of fire for 17 years. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, but the thing, but that's, that's the one, one thing I would say is, is, you know, don't automatically assume that if you want to get in professional wrestling as a promoter, that it's magically going to happen. Um, you know, I tell people this, and I even think I told Donnie this, you know, be prepared to lose money the first year, no matter what, you know, no matter what you're going to lose money, you know, it, it, there, there's something that's going to pop up, you know, um, you know, even like Don, Donnie knows this, you know, he rents a ring and now he wants to get his own ring and that's going to save him money. But the reality of it is, is that initial investment in the ring is going to cost his company money, but down the road, it's going to save him money. And a lot of, a lot of guys don't look at it that way. You know, they just think Matt throwing money at something and buying radio and buying TV and bringing in a, a name, is automatically going to draw a crowd and it's not that's not the case at all no you know so yeah i mean I, like i said i'll help out anybody donnie knows that you know donnie will help out anybody you know we're all grouped together in this um mm-hmm. but i will tell anybody this and this may come to a shock but if i knew 17 years what i know now i would have never ran a show <laughs> <laughs> i'm just being honest i mean it's a you know, it's, it's a tough, tough world. It really, truly is, you know, to realize that, you know, I always use the analogy that professional wrestling, independent professional wrestling is the bastard child of Satan. Wow. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I think we can just end the show on that. Let's, uh, <laughs> guys. We're done. We can't follow that up with anything. I mean, that's, that's uh, sage advice and a, a unique outlook there at the end. Um <laughs> That's great. Uh, Tom, thanks once again for being a part of Wrestle Horror. Uh, You know, I'm sure this won't be the last time we have you on. There's always a topic that we're going to come up with. And, you know, down the road, uh, we'd like to have a good long relationship with you on the show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any any friend of Donnie is a friend of mine. And if I can help you guys out in any way, you know, hell, I'll tell you what, man, send me some links and I'll put it in my program for our next show in September, whatever, to, uh, for your guys' podcast and all of that. And okay. uh, I'll put it right in. The, I'll put it right in the programs that I do because I'm the one that does it and prints it. 
I'll put all that stuff uh, right in our programs. And then I'll tell everybody, hey, go to this podcast and listen. And, you know, it's not just wrestling. There's uh, multiple things that you can learn and, you know, be excited about. So cool. Very cool. Thank awesome. You. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Oh, uh, again, once again, um, I want to thank uh, John Orlando. And before I sign off this time, John, yeah, why don't you promote your podcast? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, PVD Cast uh, is my private podcast. It's my own personal podcast, uh, PVDcast.com, and it's available a ton of other places. Just basically every single podcast platform out there should be carrying it. Um, I just updated or just uploaded, excuse me, the newest episode where I sit down and talk to a, uh, a local author by the name of Terry W. Irvin. Uh, he writes a lot of different genres, uh, science fiction, fantasy, a little bit of revenge uh, stories as well. A little bit of everything. It was a great fun time talking to him. Uh, he's actually also a, a village councilman. So we even managed to fit in a little politics, but uh, pvdcast.com is where you can find it. You can find me on Twitter at uh, pvdmvp, and this is the Facebook page, which is at pvdcast over there on Facebook as well. Excellent, Donnie. Any last words on your end? Uh, no, just thank you guys for coming on again, Tom. It's you know when you yep. talk, I I listen. <laughs> That's just the way it is. You know, you've been. I mean, I'm I'm smart enough to realize as long as you've done it, to pay attention to what you say because you've seen the good and the bad. And uh, so that's the reason we like having you on here is to try to help others. And uh, yeah, so any sponsorship questions, you can reach out to Russell Hoare, you can reach out to Big Tom, uh, and you can reach out to me personally. Uh, you know, we'll try to do what we can to get you the right answers or, or point you in the right direction. And uh, yep. so, yeah, just thanks everybody for all their input. And uh, Tom, what about uh, social media, website, everything for war wrestling? Yeah, I'm just uh, War Ohio, www.warohio um, on, uh, is our business page. Um, actually, my light bulb just blew out in my thing. I, there's a little bit of a horror for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking my over your just shoulder. Blew out in my thing. But, uh, I'm looking yeah, over your know, shoulder waiting you know, for somebody to come up on you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it would be a razor, razor knife to my back or something. But, no, you know, uh, you, can you can tap into my social media. I have Twitter, you know, War Ohio. Um, we have uh, Instagram, which is uh, War Wrestling and all that. And you can actually tap into uh, War Wrestling's, uh, it's the, re the wrestling page, whatever, but it's my personal name, which is Thomas Williams, but it has, uh, it actually has uh, the War Wrestling logo on it or whatever. Um, you know, they can reach out to me. I'll answer any questions or concerns that they have. And I'm just glad to be a part of this, guys. Cool. Awesome. And I'm going to close it off by saying you can also check out me on my podcast, BigScaryShow.com, for everything Halloween horror and haunt related. Uh, so we've just got a little bit of everything going on in here. Um, <laughs> it's been a great, uh, great time, Tom. Once again, thank you guys. Uh, awesome show. And I'm looking forward to the next one. You guys have a great night. See you guys later. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all, all of our social media outlets, facebook.com backslash wrestle horror, Instagram at wrestle horror, Twitter at Wrestle Horror on our YouTube channel, the Wrestle Horror Channel. Also, you can find us at www.wrestlehorror.com.